deal, homie. We're live. Welcome to Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler. My name is Nikki Heat, and I'm going to interview Coda Jacobs. And he's really cool, and you guys should follow him on social medias because I said so. And he controls his narrative. Okay, 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 okay. All even right, Coda. Even the cat can't believe his own promo. I know. Cat's already going to get heat before he starts. So that let was... me ask you this. Let's straight up start here. What's the deal with control your narrative? I probably am not the ideal person to talk on it, I guess. But well, you've I mean, worked there, right? You've done at least ring crew. I did. I did one show. In, okay. In persona. Right. I was there. I was on hand. But were you ring crew or were you working somebody? No, I was, um, I like was out amongst the audience, shall we say. Okay. So you were like a participant of viewing. <laughs> I was, I was in the audience with my sign and I was fully suited. That's and really and interesting. Basically, and basically what I made of that time and opportunity was up to me. Hmm. So I kind of, don't know kind of, if they live stream, but do they live stream? Uh, they upload to a new platform called Pro Wrestling TV. Oh, God. So I think all the events are uh, uploaded to that platform after the fact. Yeah, that makes sense because I'm sure IWTV takes a giant cut right now since they have so many different promotions on there already. I should ask Eli what they get. This one's kind of a new one. Um, The week I was there in Dallas, they did a presentation on it. uh, At Pro WTV product placement. Uh, For sure. it, it, It is quite similar to the early incarnation of the wwe network in which it was a small catalog of live events or different promotions and a little bit of original content so they do have original content as well seems very early stages prototype but what original content could they possibly have uh there is a show with um redbeard he has his own program on it. Oh, I didn't know he was uh, with them all that much. Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears from their wrestling school down in Florida. They're doing a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria Canellis will have a program. Um, you know what? I met her once at a Ring of Honor show, and I was helping take everyone's picture of with her. And then she was like, okay, I'll get you last. And then she dipped. <laughs> before i could get my picture and i was like okay whatever i I was actually a teenager when you were on tv because that's how teenage boys work and it was like my first big crush and stuff but whatever it's cool probably had like a drool bubble or something on the side of your mouth like you were drooling over her so oh no i didn't look like that might have cost that might have cost you valuable points that's probably true but i prefer lita anyway so it's cool (laughs) yeah All I could speak to is my one experience with CYN thus far, and 
It I seems to have gone okay, at least. I, like I, I They have really good. nice posters. From what I hear early on this weekend, went really good. Cleveland, Detroit, and uh, partnered up with GLCW today. I heard it did not go well because they started like 45 minutes late. At which one? Michigan, Detroit. Oh, at the Detroit one? Oh. But, I mean, maybe that was just like one random situation because could be something happened factors on them yeah you can't really control i guess they can't i'll just say (laughs) you know i mean if the our favorite people iwc internet wrestling community have have certain perceptions of a brand like this i mean it's just basically the people that the I don't know. Based off of what the guys at the front of the product are, I don't know. I think they're playing to their audience. I think their audience that their anticipated audience is going to be the like it's 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 a niche kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's it's specific. I think that's it's important. another it's another flavor of ice cream in the world that is pro wrestling and sports and entertainment. It ain't gonna so, be everybody's flavor. But hey, you you could certainly chalk it up as unique and something that is yet to be seen. I would rather work for them than someone who didn't pay me or someone that hurt me. So that's that's why I you know I would like to do more business with them in the future, just because it's you know it's it's in a sense it's pioneering, it's new, it's innovative, yeah. it's, it's a fresh. And they have some money concept. behind them at least, someone who wants to push it. It's a fresh concept, and that's something that you that more and more becomes difficult to say in wrestling, that something is different and innovative. I mean, why not? Take a, take a leap. Give it a shot. So. so why didn't you get to work? You were there. It was very last minute that I made contact. So to the fact that I was even invited to do anything, I was... Were you just there with Ken? No, I was down by myself, I guess, at that at that particular show. And I met up with the heroes once I got there. And that's kind of, that helped the connection between Dave and uh, his connection to EC3. Yeah. So, so that, that relationship for me and Dave helped. Yeah, networking. My foot in the, my foot in the door, I guess. So. He's seen you at least two different places now in different states. I feel like that's important. And yeah, so that was helpful. So hopefully opportunity in the future. I would have liked to be there tonight at Circle B for the GLCW crossover. I I thought you were going to be there. Yeah, I was asked. Uh, Unfortunately, couldn't do it this time around, but hopefully in the future. Booked on a podcast. I can see your priorities. I appreciate it. Right. I was previously booked. Mm -hmm. By freaking Nikki Heat. I got your I got your rate right here. Yeah, and it checks in Soft the mail. camera. The check yeah. is in the mail. Heard that before. <laughs> really? I've never. I've only been paid in checks by AWF. I could say it's still yeah the, so. the only place where it's. And I think paid. maybe first paid me with a check. Yeah, they did, and then yeah, anyone that has like an LLC probably would have paid with a check, except for MAW. So I think that's the idea there, so that way they have the business account separate. <laughs> 
recently uh we got asked to do w9s at frontline really good for him good i, I didn't fill one out <laughs> i don't want well, books all they are doing is covering their assets. Yeah, they're they're just required. Will. They're just required. Yeah, they're saying we're paying them. people this much. Yeah, they're just required to send us the form. Mm -hmm. They, I don't have to do anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when you get a receipt from Panda Express. It's like here's your receipt. Have a nice day. Do with yeah. it what you will, and then you crumple we, it up we, and throw it in the trash. We hand you this just to prove that there a transaction took place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did they or make you sign up. something besides that? For the W9, did they make you sign like um, an agreement, an NDS? No. No. Nope. Okay. Well, because when I, I was there like two years ago, they didn't or anything. But like, you never know because people's situations change. And if Ben has an issue with someone branding similar to him, he might want to protect that because yeah. he's know, been there for a while. They are an LLC now. Good. Nowadays, so it's tax yeah, deductible. He's, he's got all if that under wraps. He's got. Yeah, he's got whatever, yeah, the name itself and the the titles of the events themselves, the event names and all that kind of trait, the logo. Yeah, I think that's image, my next step is an LLC. The name and likeness, all, yeah, all that kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. So let's talk about finances, actually. Not, not wrestling finances yet, but do you have, like, your car paid off, your nope. house paid no, off. Nope. Are you all in the? <laughs> are you leasing everything in rent or renting? Because you're leasing the car, right? Or lease, yeah. Everything is renting rent. for a house is fine, but leasing a car is expensive. I'm paying double. I on should my say car. lease. I should say lease. I. It's still being paid on in loan. Yeah. Not a lease. What was, what was your rate? For my car? For the interest. Oh, I don't know. How's your credit? 7.2 maybe. Oh, okay. So it's not bad. They didn't get you like they got me. I have student loans and I uh, may have not paid it all the way or at all and let it go to collections. <laughs> so my interest rate jumped pretty high. It's over 25%. I think it's like 27 So... Hi. So yeah. by the by the end of the car, it's like a five year hello. I'm back. <laughs> Hi, buddy. I love you. I know. I know. But I'm trying to do a run in. He he needs all the attention ever since we got the kitty. But yeah, so I'm paying pretty much double on my car by the time I actually pay it off. Cause it's annual. So every year it adds the almost thirty percent. So it'll go from like if I owe seven grand on the loan, then it'll go to X and then it'll go to X. It'll be like 14 by the end. So what I'm trying to do is good job. What I'm trying to do is eventually pay it off within the next year. So maybe I can get a little bit of relief from that. But then from there, I'm I'm trying to stay out of debt and I'm not doing the credit card thing. I'm not doing the Oh, just get your cash back with this credit card for 12% interest rate or 25% interest rate. And then you can maybe make money later. I know Bob says to do that with the flyer miles. I, that's what I do. I maintain a, a Delta card 
for the benefit of the sky miles the the key to that though is like extreme diligence like i use the card as my primary means of payment and then i pay it as soon as it is visible on on the app as soon as a charge through which I see is basically the same as if I were to do it on a debit card, it comes directly. It's just taking the extra 10 seconds to pay it twice. Take the extra step. I don't use cash really at all anymore. I've been watching some Dave Ramsey stuff, and he's like a financial guy who's super out of debt. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) She did? Dave Ramsey financial planning. Which baby step is she in? Teach it. It's. No, he was not the actual person there. They're never the person. They're no. never the person. Don't but he let was, it fool you. He, he, he was the savior, the Lord Almighty, as that as part of that financial planning. <laughs> really? Gospel. No, he literally referenced the Bible in every lesson. No, he talks about the Bible a lot. Yep, that's what that's what she said too. So what what baby step is she in? What? Which baby step is she in? He talks about that. She'll uh, know what I mean. Repeat it one more time. Which baby step is she in? There are seven baby steps. Or there are. Uh, step. I don't follow his um, preachings anymore. <laughs> I was kind of forced to take the class. But, um, <laughs> she I... was there obligate. She was obligated to be there. So. Um. But I she was watching the clock as... <laughs> yeah, I technically... You could say I'm on baby step two. That's better than nothing. And I don't know what that means. Well, it's basically, did you pay off any debt that you have? Oh, and then you're out of baby step... Sorry, can I swear? I don't see why not. <laughs> it is a free country, Coda. So. <laughs> so, the reason I brought Thanks it up... Asking. Huh? Back to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but the reason I brought it up was because when people get into wrestling, they kind of forget to have a real life and they forget to prioritize themselves before and after wrestling. Like, you spend three grand to go to pro wrestling school and you don't, like, have your car paid off or you don't pay child support or you just got out of school or you're in high school working McDonald's making $8 an hour or something, whatever the numbers are. And like, none of us were smart. I don't feel like there might've been a few exceptions like bill and the lawyer, you know what I mean? Like there might've been a few people with their stuff together, but I was not one of them. Most of us at the time of beginning were, yeah, you could quote unquote kids. Yeah. For me, I had just, gotten out of school so i had not settled into a you know a main job or anything i was still just kind of hopping from job to job at that time well it's better than being unhappy at one job to be honest because i feel like i spend a lot of time with people at previous jobs because i work for like three years four years at each job that i was at so far and you see people who when you come in, they're miserable, and when you leave, they're miserable. Nothing has changed for them. They've only been on the clock. And it's just like, why would you want to do this job and make $22 an hour 
and be mad. Don't you just want to do something else? Do you want to work less or something? Like, I know hours suck sometimes, and that's why I went part-time. I was only working at most 32 hours a week. And that was because I wanted to do the wrestling thing, and I wanted to have the baby stuff, and I wanted to be around for my kid. But people don't, like, actually consider their happiness and their choices, or maybe they're too far gone. I don't know. Yeah. Are you still at the same job? We don't have to say what it is because kayfabe. Was I at the time that I started? I got, I am still at the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I believe I started shortly after. Mm -hmm. Nah, I think I got my timetable off. Well, is it the same thing that you're doing now? I've been at my same primary job for four and a half years now. So for the most part of wrestling, I've been at the same place. Because mainly I have a lot of schedule autonomy that I'm able to finesse my schedule to factor in wrestling. Yeah, I think you put it as a priority. I think that's really important. Not everyone is able to do that with a typical nine to five, so yeah. to speak. We've we've seen it many a times and many of the people we came up with that unfortunately cannot commit to wrestling, even just the training aspect, because yeah, of it takes out. a long time to just get trained and you're like, Oh, this will be quick. No, it takes forever to get trained, man. I'm still training. <laughs> Frankly, yeah, it never never stops yeah and i have to start getting in shape again because apparently i'm wrestling soon or something we'll see yeah you've been saying that for an awful long time yeah but i'm booked my breath on it pal (laughs) are you are you gonna return for maw anytime soon uh august are you kind of off to the set of august august 14th is the next one i have on the books okay um, well Stillwater, I think, or Woodbury, somewhere northeast metro side, my mm-hmm. side of town. <laughs> yeah, well, it's better than Wisconsin, your normal residence. Mm-hmm. What was your body transformation for when you started training? Because you honestly in my head it's because i don't remember you very much in the beginning as much maybe but i feel like you haven't changed as much but you're better conditioned i've certainly fluctuated uh yeah i'm still probably maybe 12 to 15 pounds in terms of just straight pounds less than when I began training and that has fluctuated through the years, of course, but, but 12 pounds uh, really isn't that big of a difference for someone that's 200 pounds. Not too much. Like it's fine. Uh, we're getting taller, obviously. Yeah. Mostly sub 200, 205, 210 is where I've always been in all this time. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe a little more 
muscle definition in certain ways, more accentuation and lower body. Yeah, your bottom heavy as hell. And, and the tan helps. And that, that was that was what I was also gonna say too. Honestly, uh kind of just swerving into the vanity aspect of Yeah, you're supposed to highlight your features. If you if you can't lean it, what do you do? Tan it, baby. Tan it. Can't lean it, tan it. So why are you being why are you able to be successful then? Because you're not overly tall. You're not overly fit. What what makes you successful? Why are you able to go to OVW? Why are you able to go to control your narrative? Why are you able to do things so far away? Find something that is an asset in terms of your character or persona what can you bring to the table that the other dozen or 15 or 20 or 50 other people that message a highly respected promotion in a single week's time what do you have that those other dozen and 50 people don't have and for me that's just been Find a for me the character that I needed to I needed to find my footing in it first and refine it and stuff. Uh, I've been so. What did that process look like for you? I can't really recall. What was your first idea of it? Let's say that because beginner pro wrestlers, you maybe have a beginning of an idea, but you don't see like anything besides. Oh, I have an idea. And then that's it. Yeah. I remember just thinking, like trying to think just like, where are we right now? Current events. What's going on? What's what's relevant right now? What's it, what's in pop culture or anything? And of course, this was 2017 when I got started. It really showed or like we really it became more exacerbated how polarizing politics obviously could be. And like that's. That's not new news to anybody, you know, like, and in other news, the sky's blue. Yeah, we know that politics are a very controversial thing in the States, but I don't know, just thinking of something that is palpable and relevant. Um, I think, honestly, like, starting out, it was really my only idea. I don't recall really having another concept i really think i started on this kind of idea i know kind of the early influences i wanted to base it off of uh always comes back to like a jbl type additionally million dollar man a ted dibiase kind of thing um and then obviously just capitalize on the, the political undertones that you just expect in any, or, you know, you think of, obviously at the time, like this was very shortly after the Trump presidency began. So stuff yeah, like it's pretty that is dramatic, very glaring. And I didn't want to steer too far that way, obviously, because then I'm just a, then I would just have been a parody. I would have just been like a Donald Trump 
parody, so to speak. You would have been the Michael Jackson DDT guy. It just, it, it just would have been, it just would have been silly and obviously nothing that really ever. It would have been 1990s WCW. Yeah, it just would have been cartoony. I knew I didn't want to steer that far into it, but still, like just the mannerisms and the presentation of a politician. It just, it, it felt so relevant at the time. And I think it was 2017. Like, I think we all, you know, it was office talk, obviously. Everyone knew about this. Yeah. It was, it, it was, I recall almost thinking like, I love late night television. I like Fallon or I think it was at that time. It was still Leno may have still been at the, at the time. The late night TV I'm familiar yeah, with is Comedy TV, Central. Leno. At like two in the morning, where it's girls gone wild, so <laughs> maybe we're a different. And, uh, and I, uh, I, I just people. recall like suddenly feeling like I, I watch a lot of Colbert too. I like Colbert on CBS. I like his stuff. He's interesting. He's funny. And I just felt like at the time, I'm like, I, f- I can never recall a time watching shows like this where politics has dominated like that first, you know, the first ten minutes the monologue portion of the program. It's like politics is just like all that really gets brought up, or it's usually the lead story on the national news channels, whether it be, you know, good morning America or the today show, or even your local news, they'd lead in with like a political topic. Like it almost seems like bullet point a it's the a topic societally. That's what it felt like at the time. I'm like, how, and I took that to think just like perhaps this is the ideal time to try to capitalize. Well, I think it's on purpose. It's polarizing. Either you do or you don't have an opinion on it. There is no really in between on people who have an opinion on yeah. Trump or even, on even Biden. From it, if you try to steer away from it conversationally, you still somehow find yourself there. So, yeah, like to say all that to say, you know, just. I knew it was something that was palpable. People could grasp easily. And as you and I have heard, you know, uh, in reading like Quackenbush's material and stuff, that that first impression, you know, that first seven seconds or whatever he describes it as, you know. Yeah, mentality. Yeah, could I do this presentation with the guy that has like the sign you would see in the yard like a yard sign with the stake in the ground or the two metal pincers in the ground or whatever. And it looked, you know, you see them every two years on your neighbor's lawns or every, every house on the block has one of these sons of bitches on their lawn. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we all, we all recognize them, especially Mm -hmm. here in U S culture. Like we all know these things. We see them, even if it's subliminally, we would recognize them. So, how could I incorporate that and just how could I make a presentation like where it's the first five seconds through the curtain and already they're like, I get, I get what this guy is, what his deal is. Yeah. You understand what what he's going to do. He's got the buttons and he's got the sign. All right. I get it. He's an asshole, a political one at that. I, I don't think you needed to be a politician to do that, Coda. But <laughs> and so just for your... I've been told through the years that I just I had the face to pull it off. I had the cheesy or you know, I had the crooked sideways smile 
It's called a shit-eating grin, Koto. Yes, you just have it. Eating grin. I don't know how. And that you, stuff. The I WrestleMania believe. 19 moment with Vince McMahon coming out of the ring. You have that everywhere you go. And people just look at you funny. And so in, how in this business, unfortunately, those are the intangibles. Yeah. They say you can't teach it. you can't teach that shit eating grin, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You have a fan, Coda. Ted C. Williams wants to ask uh, yes. a question about your character. Can you see it? Uh, I do not see it on my Okay. I'll oh, read it to you. Hit the chat. Uh yes. Comments. Okay. Don't be a 95-year-old man. I'll just read it to you if it's difficult. <laughs> Hi, Ted, if you could hear me. All right. Can you ever see a way in which your character could turn face, or do you think this personal persona will always be a heel? Yeah, how about you make the lawn signs, Ted? That's like, <laughs> I ain't out of my pocket. I encourage fans all the time. I remember I how much time you spent on those little ones, the little pickets. They, if they so want one, they can print their own at home. Put the power in the hands of the people, right? <laughs> to the question, though, could it ever work face? In my opinion, no. So did it work in RCCW? No, it did not. Why not? You were in there with me, pal. It did not. <laughs> But, like, I, I wasn't there enough. You, I seen a little I, bit. Did we? Wait. We we called it in the ring one time on a pre-show, but other than that, I don't think I was out there with that you. That might have been before this time. I had and, three matches at RCCW in which we attempted a face run with it. It does not work for two main reasons. Number one. The shit-eating grin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I look I look like an asshole right away. So already can train you well myself out of a hole trying to endear to an audience. But if you think about the political character in general, how does a politician, I guess, even on a legitimate campaign trail, try to earn votes? Kissing babies. Ultra pandering to the mass audience. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, probably talking out of their ass. Yeah, I feel you like know, it's just mostly like rinse and repeat. They probably know they can't deliver, but they also know that uh, it'll get the, it, it psychologically it'll get the it'll get the proper reactions to therefore earn votes. So did you not have like, something to say to them to get the right reactions? I don't feel that there's really anything I could say that would sound that would not sound disingenuous. <laughs> That's the point, though. Sort I of. But how could I ever succeed as a face, then? How could I ever gain sympathy or uh, have an audience care for me or care about me where they would actually want to see me succeed? <laughs> I feel like in that situation, you need a good heal. I think and that, that, that might be the problem. Yeah. The, yeah, the The only scenario I could possibly see is if there is a heel across from me that is over. Oh, so despicable. And you just think I, I struggle to think like, what could it be? <laughs> what? Like, what does Bischoff always say? Like you can light a bag of puppies on fire on the ramp <laughs> and it's still, 
it still probably wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's so, interesting, so, though. Yeah, you're, you're right in saying, like, it would have to take, like, an ultra, uh, something that could out, even outheal me. And I just struggled to find out what that is. I don't know if I took, we were, we tried it once. It was up in Botnow, North Dakota. Botnow. Like three years ago. Yeah. And I worked uh, Carver. Carver of Carver. Really? We tried meet. This was just a, a summertime fair show in July. So, you know, good time to try some stuff. Oh, right? come on. You're in North Dakota and you're at a carnival and you, show. And you'll think you'll think those things. You'll think because, oh, you know, we're out here in the sticks or like this is really rural or they most definitely would lean red. Again, the Coda Jacobs character does not have a political affiliation blat blatantly. Anything is just assumed by the audience. Coda bleeds red, white, and blue, baby. That's right. <laughs> As far as as far as Coda Jacobs is concerned, he You know how much money you could here. make with USA chants all the time. You don't know someone at the merch table, you've heard me before. Whenever someone asks, Are you Republican or Democrat? I tell them that's a great question, sweetheart. And I appreciate you asking. And the old white guys are always I, so confused. I, and yeah, they wonder <laughs> why did he call me sweetheart? Yeah. But even at that show in North Dakota, we tried it. We tried me face, him heel. Did Carver want to try that? Yep. Yeah, and good for it him. failed miserably. He became over like Rover. And when we got to the back, he's like, I think you were right. <laughs> I think we should have gone the other way. I'm well, like, there's seriously not much that could be more despicable. Then when you see my face and you see that grin, there's so little that's more despicable. And I still have the sign, obviously. Like, that's my primary prop. Obviously, yeah. I have it out there with me. So still, it's like, look at this. Look at this pretentious asshole with his name written on a slab. And he carries yeah. it with him to the wrestling ring. Like, what an asshole. That's the main, like, that's the one thing. I don't think there's much that could ever be more despicable than the Coda Jacobs character. I don't think if I try to do, you know, your classic baby face techniques, that would, you know, that that baby faces try to implement, you know, to warm up to the audience. Yeah. If the, I were to do it, the typical. If Coda Jacobs were to do it, it would seem very pandering, disingenuous, and it's what a politician in the real world would do to try to sucker people into voting for him. It's like, yeah, he wants to make us think he's a good guy, but seriously, what, what's when's the other shoe going to drop? What's he got up his sleeve? It would seem like I'm doing it <laughs> to sucker people in. Second, so when you when you had the character, did you know that was going to be your position, that you were always going to be a heel? Probably not. I don't believe so. But like, especially after we sampled it or we we took a chance on it at RCCW, I definitely knew. I'm like, this just does not fly this way. Because number two, I don't believe in it at all. That yeah, I exude little to. No confidence if I'm trying to pull this thing off as a baby face. There's no way if I don't believe it, you know. 
Yeah. You can't make someone else believe it. I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. I did not believe it in the slightest. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. It seems like you really haven't even done any like shine or comeback spots on the other end since the last time I even thought about what my comeback could be. I was at Rocky Mountain Pro in Denver for the weekend, and it just happened to be a drill. We were training that weekend. <laughs> it's like, run run the comeback. And everyone, you know, one guy. Dakota did this. One, two, and I three. Had to think about it. <laughs> I, I had to think about it. Like, <laughs> I run the comeback. I go for the cover. Out of habit, I have a handful of tights. Yeah. At least you're true to your character. <laughs> Damn it, I knew he was a heel secretly. I seen one of your matches where you were working with Honky Tonk, which is kind of like super awesome. That was a lot. But you guys were both baby faces and you took the heat. Mm -hmm. Because, of course. That was one of the only other times that. I don't know. (laughs) The only way that one worked out well was I was on the side with the name. Yeah, someone had to be over. I think that's perfect, though, because that would have been a perfect situation for you to actually potentially try to be a babyface. Yeah. Because then they want to see that guy. It doesn't always fall all the way on you. And as but... far as as far as far a good heel adversary in that scenario, that was a, we were against Aesop and Derek St. Holmes. So yep. I'd say Aesop is a good example of, he's my favorite I, wrestler I right now i think that has a chance at out healing me he's certainly one in this area that mm-hmm. definitely i would say if if someone could potentially out heal me i'd put it put him near the top of the list yeah he's very very good and he's like super character driven and i know for a fact a lot of that comes from the improv stuff he does mm-hmm but also another part of that is just like how back in the day people look different. Aesop doesn't look like everyone else. He doesn't look like he works out every single day for his life. I think that helps his case, actually. I think that not uh, everyone needs to look. Yeah, that brings you back to your uh, initial question. Sure. What do you have that the other people aren't having? Because frankly, like the way I've kind of been able to carve a nice little path for myself is I've been doing it kind of the conventional way or, you know, like when we were taking camps with Bob, the same stuff he always recommends, send out your messages, your pro, you know, your promo pics, your resumes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But number one, you know, what's, how, how can you grab their attention? Cause if it's a good, if it's a good promotion, reasonable it's reasonable to expect that they probably get dozens of messages a week, wouldn't you say? Like yeah. if they're actually a good reputable place that people want I would work, say at least one or two a day for sure. Yeah, like if they're actually good, like a place that talent would want to work, then most definitely they're getting multiple messages over the course of a week. So do you think I mean, do you think they're actually reading any of or any or many of those messages in depth they're probably giving it a quick glance and something really needs to jump out at them you need to have either like a personal reference give like me an so example and so. 
referred me to you or like give me your your newest one that you filled out for somebody i'd say probably just over wrestlemania weekend sending out a lot during that course of the week um and on some of those honestly it, it took a personal vouch or a reference so and so referred me to you or hey uh so i believe so and so may have mentioned my name to you well here i am mm. making your acquaintance or like stuff like that is insanely beneficial like you know who who you have in wrestling that's willing to say they know you is very important like you need to have someone putting in a vouch for you at a lot of places but additionally a lot of times i would say like i haven't just waited for a message or a reply back you kind of go in with the expectation like you're going to be left on red or did it hurt your feelings at first no your self-esteem gives me a reason just to say well because because i kind of go in with the game plan like if it's someplace i really am determined to go i'm planning just to go and make their acquaintance in person and i'm going to show up wearing a suit basically looking all gimmicked up so not how much do you spend on your suits because i know but i don't think everyone else knows these are goodwill suits bro (laughs) these these are thrift store suits you could find some perfectly fine suits and if that's not coda jacobs i don't know what is savers i'm a i'm a i'm a thrift store politician bro down to the core (laughs) i think that's good though I'm a wish.com politician. <laughs> wish.com JBL. <laughs> the the picture it shows on <laughs> the picture it shows <laughs> on the listing online when it arrives in the mail. That's because somebody stomped on the top of it. It shrunk two feet. <laughs> It got crushed in the back of the truck on its way for delivery. (laughs) But yeah, just, you know, I I have more confidence in like, I'll just message a promoter or a booker or whoever, whoever the influencer is. And frankly, more, I'll make a basic introduction. If I have any sort of reference I could utilize, I'll drop that in. Hey, I was speaking to so and so, or so and so encouraged me to reach out to you. Or uh, is this Facebook message, or do you email, or you're on Twitter? Because a lot of times, both. If they have an email, a business email, that's where I'll definitely I'll utilize that to send most of my materials. That's where I'll send over the videos, like a promo sample and a match sample. So, which match do you pick? I like my OVW ones because they're, you know, short, concise TV matches, typically four to six minutes. So it's easier for a promoter to, you know, sit down and watch that, a clip that's sub five minutes long. It's hard to get five minute matches. It's almost impossible. Certainly, yeah, certainly on just the independent level on a standard show. You have to go 10 almost always. Absolutely. If... In that instance, I would say you send 
whatever your shortest matches that you have confidence in that you feel demonstrates your abilities the best. And by abilities, I mean your ability to sell, your ability to uh, improvise, maybe adjust on the fly with a mistake or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So not just the video that has your coolest moves in it or your crispiest looking international sequence. Like, show a match that actually shows that you know how to work. But if you, you get the shortest one you can possible and just send them the bell to bell. They don't need entrances and all that bullshit. I disagree about the entrances to an extent. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll depending on how important your character is. Sometimes it could be it could, it can be beneficial, you are correct. But you have to be, you know, just careful in this context. Like if Oh yeah, if for sure. If, if it took you five minutes to get to the ring, I would recommend no. Like if if it if it makes the difference between your video file that you're sending the to the promoter eight minutes versus thirteen minutes, they're more likely to watch your eight minute file versus your thirteen minute file if you And that's if they good. get that far. And that's what exactly what I'm saying. If they're a good promotion, it's a it's a crapshoot if they're actually even gonna read your message if you're even gonna get this far in the process. That's why within like your first paragraph if you have anything attention-grabbing, if you have a name that you can throw out that they know, so-and-so encouraged me to reach out to you, that could really be a difference maker as opposed to generic cold, hi, I'm so-and-so from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm blah 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 and I've wrestled for four years, and, you know... That standard boilerplate kind That's of That's not interesting. It really is not, unfortunately. So you need something like within the first paragraph that keeps them reading to paragraph two. But yeah, for I like I try to send my matches from OVW a lot. Uh, for one, it also shows television experience. And not just television experience, but like name experience. People know what OVW is. That too, yeah. So I feel like if I have a good match from them, that's my bet. That's my best source for me is having those. What's five. it like working TV? I've never worked a TV audience. Uh, technically, cer- certainly different, and certainly some of the aspects you have to shut off as opposed to working just a live house show environment. That you have to you have to bear in mind that you know it's. It's a very short segment most of the time. You're like I said, you're typically getting a television match is probably four to six minutes. Somewhere around How there. do you time that out for yourself? Uh, you count on your referees who are ear pieced up. Okay. Your your referees are you are keeping time for you because they got the ear pieces in. Hopefully. What happens if you go over time there? Uh, or have you not probably, done that yet? You'll, you'll probably hear about it. That Luckily, I don't think that's been one of my issues for me yet. What uh, are your downfall? What what has been an issue for you then? Um, I don't really know too much because I I have a very kind of specific role 
your typecast. Quite, fr- quite frankly, is I'm, that it? Quite frankly, it's a it's a lot of kind of an enhance it's an enhancement role. However, in a way in which almost every time I'm down there, I get an opportunity at a promo. Almost every time I'm doing a promo, which frankly, as we know, like I could do way more with two minutes on the stick than I could if I attempted to give you an eight to ten minute match bell to bell. You know what I mean? For me and this character and this persona, it does its damage on the microphone. What made you get comfortable with that? Like, it's not easy to like, oh yeah, my, my entrance is usually I come out, I talk to the crowd, they boo me, and then we wrestle. Like, not everyone gets that spot. (laughs) Honestly, my matches are typically less than three minutes and I'm getting probably one quick flurry. (laughs) Like I get, but that's OVW. I just mean in general though, like at that point getting comfortable on the mic. I, It's kind of a, like how close do you hold it? You know what I mean? Like those little things that people overcomplicate, myself included. It's like you don't know, and you're more focused on what you're doing wrong instead of focusing on being your character. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably for me, it's just been the benefit of repetition. Luckily, getting to attempt it many times in most in most places I go. It'll either be uh, planned or intended for me to do a promo, or I will ask if appropriate, or sometimes I will do and ask for the forgiveness after. (laughs) Has that ever not gone well for you? No, because I think the promo had... What are the odds of that? You know, that's... Ironic. Basically, all the time, at least the promo has value. If the promo was just a giant stinker and had no value at all, then they'd probably let me hear it. But usually, it at least has substance, or it did its objective in getting early heat. And typically, if I'm gonna do that, if if I go for a promo without really discussing it beforehand. I, I intend or I plan them. I, in my head, I think to myself, I'm shaving a little time off the match to make room for this. How do you plan out your promos? Because when, when I begin to put stuff together for my videos and stuff like that, I have a script or I have general bullet points that I want to hit. I have the beginning, middle, end. For me, I've said the same opening sentence and certainly if you've seen many of my like promo videos for like, you know, to advertise shows and stuff or matches, I've said the same opening line probably 900 times by this point. And usually that occupies the first 25 seconds. So I at least have a jumping off point. And really the key for me is just keeping keeping a few nuggets in the back of my mind where however I have to tweak a particular promo or if I have to add, you know, specific elements to it, the, the, the opponent, 
the story that it's going along with, the business of the match, if I feel like it can it can set the table nicely for what's to come in the match. Because obviously, I probably know what's going to play out in the match, or I know the business we're looking to accomplish. So the promo, if I could lay it out or kind of, you know, set the table nicely. So all that takes a little bit of thought, but typically I always have, you know, I have a few nuggets in the back of my mind as exit ramps, you know, because as we Escape know, sometimes you catch yourself rambling nonsensically and you have no idea how to loop this thing around, right? Or you, you have no idea how to tie a bow on this thing and shut the hell up. Yeah, you hit a, a white wall or something. Go blind. Having having exit ramps is key. Just a sentence that you can hit in less than like three seconds. Like, you better wrap this promo up right now. What's one sentence you can just hit the escape button on just to get yourself out of a promo. So having those is certainly valuable. Have a couple of exit ramps. You got another question from Ted, by the way. I think he's asked actually two. Ted. He's really into you, Coda. Ted, did you get your wrestling con tickets? That's a stupid question. Of course you did. <laughs> You're probably front row two. If you can afford it. How much time do you have to f- search to find a suit at Goodwill that doesn't look like a Goodwill suit? He's asking a nice question and you're laughing <laughs> at him. Uh, he said you dress sharp. Hey, hey, man. Sometimes you can know a suit that just has, still has a lot of life left in it. it. It definitely is not a suit that was like worn by someone in their casket hey you'd be lucky to get buried <laughs> i do a good enough job of that myself brother hey me too i'm working as on you it. build yourself up if a larger promotion takes a look at you are you hoping to bring the politician gimmick with you or will you be happy with whatever role they put you in uh it's it's certainly like this character I could see it in some succeeding in some locations better than other. I think it would be a great like NWA character. That's hmm. where I I think it would work the best in a studio style setting like that and more of an you know an old school wrestling format. Uh, Impact kind of has that same element right now. You know, kind of more small and intimate. Uh, in, a, in terms of like an arena thing, I don't think it would be as ex- as successful there. I hope, even if I were not able to incorporate the politician character, it would be something where I can at least utilize the mannerisms, still look like a <laughs> still look like a piece of shit, <laughs> still utilize the crooked grin. And the shit-eating smile. So, nobody's you know, really eating more shit than you. I feel like at this point, it's it's become a specialty. In fact, 
Hey, so they it, say, it, it, you know, I'd obviously, I'm all ears, you know, I'm always able to play ball, but luckily to this point, um, even like down at OVW and stuff, I've, I'm very grateful. I've been granted like a lot of creative leeway. And I, I, I luckily feel confident enough in my promos each time that I do them. Uh, there are a lot of times, honestly, they just say, here's your time limit. Go, go do what you do, you know, go do Coda. Give us 90 seconds or give us 60 seconds before the music, you know, your opponent starts coming out. Just give us, give us Coda. So, so what I, advice have you been given that makes you be more Coda? Because I feel like when you're beginning, you have a 0% idea, a 10% idea, and then a 50, and then a 60, and then a 70, or whatever. And you start to develop more and more to become this character. At this kind of stage, I kind of... The, the way in which I like to present it a lot, and the way I think about it is like... Not only what really connects here at home, but like what even has a broader connection so what i you know internationally even or like what people from other countries could what they could see in this character because obviously you know another aspect of like when people have told me like you should be more trumpy or something literally you know that's like that's the yeah. term that they use you know for one i've as i mentioned that just makes me a parody of a guy that's, you know, I'm, I want to be the the first authentic Coda Jacobs, not the the guy that plays Trump in the re in the wrestling show. Secondly, though, that appeal kind of ends here at home in the States, you know. So what, what could I do? You know, think about, like, if I did have opportunities abroad, how would I need to present it elsewhere, you know? Well, I think everyone hates their politicians, and I think it's... And specifically adaptable. I'm, I'm glad you say that here in the States, we get used to obviously, you know, you know, looking at it through a democratic lens, meaning like de our democratic process, democracy, political parties, steel know, beams and stuff the like three that. branches of government, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's think about what is, you know, what maybe other areas of the world are used to. And certainly here in the States, what we have been taught through our upbringings and how we, you know, we've kind of learned about civics growing up. What have we learned is the vile, uh, inhumane or, you know, the disgraceful form of government. That'd be authoritarianism or dictatorship, right? Those are very evil words with what we grow up on here in the States. Yeah. And additionally, internationally, that stuff ha carries a little more meaning, you know? Yeah. Many it's places around the world scary. live in authoritarian style, totalitarian style, or dictatorship style governments. Yeah. So... These days, that's kind of the evolution that the character has taken on. 
it's not necessarily like Coda Jacobs is not necessarily always a guy that's looking to accomplish his goals through a democratic means. Maybe he's not trying to earn votes. Maybe he's not trying to sway public opinion for an election. What if he's actually trying to cultivate like a cult of personality? What if he's trying to like create, you know, a move, a movement that kind of grows in itself. How often do you watch the Harry Potter movies? The Harry Potter movies? Not in quite a few years. (laughs) Well, tell your girlfriend that you guys have to go watch Order of the Phoenix because I think her character, uh, Umbridge, is is like the one. I think that's really interesting because it brings in the whole aspect of being a totalitarian society because it's whatever she says goes at that point. And then you can take it and expand it upon in the pro wrestling universe. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see Coda Jacobs. Like maybe he's not actually, you know, what are you running for? Maybe he's not running for anything. Maybe he's just like trying to kind of trying to cultivate a certain perception or an attitude around him. And then he just takes what he wants. I don't need the public opinion because I already know what's best for the public. Coda Jacobs already has all the answers. You know, stuff like that. That's kind of where I've taken it recently. I will say, as far as good advice that I've gotten, and this is kind of where it still continues to be a work in progress. uh, And I was... I loved that this opportunity happened. And as you you know, when we've been in the car together, I don't know. When the last time when we traveled, was I really hitting podcasts much at that point in time? Were we really mm, doing no. podcasts really as, I mean, Pritchard was around for a while by that point. But now it's really grown into quite a beast. All the Conrad. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think it must have been coming up right around then because... Ted, if you're still listening, get your tickets for the 83 weeks live. That's going to be awesome. So I I say that to say, um, back in September, GLCW and the Crusher Fest show in Milwaukee, where Bischoff was at, um, Mm -hmm. he watched our show, the GLCW, for when we got the matches going. And shortly after I finished up, I opened uh, with uh, Chucky, our boy Chucky Bates. Mm-hmm. It was a decent, decent little opener, eight minutes, you know. And uh, Bischoff came to the back shortly after. And as I introduced myself, he told me he really loved the character. And we got to talk for five minutes or so. Just about. That's awesome. That, that was, you know extremely meaningful to me because I love Bischoff's content and listening to his stuff. Um, So to get to actually speak with him directly about my work and my character development and my persona and get his two cents on it, that was extremely meaningful to me because I, I value his opinion. Honestly, I really like his, his work. I like his take uh, and his perspective on a lot of topics that he talks about. 
but he kind of encouraged me in giving me advice on it. He felt that the character has more benefit in doing a little more over the top of classic Americana pandering hmm. people treating it, you know, super man of the people here to fight for you. Give me your vote. This, that, and the other thing, hot dogs and burgers on the barbecue, 4th of July. He feels it has more benefit in steering that way. And the way I've been thinking about it lately, I'm thinking more towards like the, the authoritarian style politician climbing the ranks. So it kind of puts me like, hmm, I really like my way that I've been leaning. But I obviously certainly really value his take and his opinion on it. Yeah, that's a very tricky thing because when you get advice from people, you're like, oh, I like that but I don't like all of it. I like maybe two things out of the four things they gave me. And how do I take this and, and not and you get and heat? Have, and you and I have heard it many times in our training and our upbringing. Like, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that want to provide you advice mm -hmm. <laughs> in the years, you know, and uh, some of them are going to be, you're going to be like, I could basically see the shit porn out your nostrils as you're saying this like you don't know what the hell you're talking about and you're in no position to be giving me advice you know but the respectful thing to do in that case is just mm-hmm uh, mm, mm -hmm. yep I, I hear what you're saying uh well thank you so much for your advice and then you can piss and moan about it in the car on the way home but in that moment be respectful right yeah it's it's just being political almost even but yeah. Just yep. trying not to get heat. <laughs> so, like, in this case, you know, I obviously I value the opinion of Eric Bischoff, a guy who has certainly crafted quite a lifestyle in the professional wrestling business through the years. So Made a lot of money. He, he, he may know a thing or two about a thing or two is basically how I got to see it. Like, you know. Even if at first I'm like, oh, I was kind of trying to steer away from that kind of idea, but I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about in a lot of regards. So, Yeah, I'm you still... can't just say someone is out of touch because you don't want to do their yeah. idea. You have to actually take it and consider and in terms it. Of like how, how he speaks to like storytelling on his show and stuff, that's what I really love. Talk about storytelling and uh, how that comes through in the art form that is a, a wrestling match how you can accomplish it so i'm still kind of like processing his take on it and what i've been doing at this point so dakota jacobs character continues to mold hopefully in something that could accomplish still or cater cater to both those ideas uh, what was Ted's most recent question? Let's see. We covered that one. <laughs> Ted says it, it would be interesting to see Coda in a match as a politician without utilizing, without speaking or a promo or anything. 
I don't think you mean interesting. I think you mean bad. Is that what he means to say? It would be bad to see me in a match as a politician without speaking? No. Would... The joke is that you're bad. Oh, ha. Sorry. Ha, 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 I didn't mean to confuse you. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Quite honestly, I'd say if... Yeah, it wouldn't fit your character I... to not have that promo. As I said, you know, if a promo is at all possible, hopefully it's already in the plan. If it's not, I ask for it. Or, you know, in certain situations, if I feel comfortable enough with just going for it, and then we'll talk about it after. <laughs> That's also a possibility. But, I mean, I, I just think can't think I of think a situation where you crucial. don't get to do one. I just don't see where it would it, make it, sense it, not to do it. It may happen, you know, like certainly if I'm at a new place and they kind of haven't, you know, they they don't have no idea what it would even look like. That's why I also like as far as uh, match tapes that I send out, I have a nice uh, match from OVW last summer. Uh, six minutes, 46 seconds. Uh, it's a match that I think does nicely the match itself to kind of, you know. It's a full circle match, has a beginning, middle, and end. And I'm doing a live promo as I'm coming to the ring. As I'm walking down the ramp, I'm cutting this promo. And I am getting booed out of the building where I can't even hear myself talk. I remember it vividly. Like, I couldn't hear myself speak on the microphone there live in the arena that night. So... It has the benefit of a short match with a beginning, middle, and end. It has a live promo so a promoter can see my chops as far as doing a live promo in front of the audience. And it's obviously getting heat the entirety of the way. So Yeah, it's working. Like Yeah. So you couldn't have done a better job. Yeah, right. Like I'm obviously doing it correct. So that's why I like to send that one. Hopefully they would see that and be like, obviously the promo really adds to the presentation here. So I'm going to factor in having him do a promo out there. Luckily, that was the case talking about another opportunity. I'm proud of AAW last December, which, you know, anyone. What are the odds of that? (laughs) Yeah. AAW doesn't really. Who would have put Coda Jacobs in an AAW ring? If you were taking betting odds. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see it. (laughs) <laughs> is that that might be a long shot like the the horse that just won the Kentucky Derby last weekend you'd probably put money on it but it all came to be for one a, a personal connection it was kudos to Rush Jones he made that happen and the promoter seeing me do a promo live at another show and then Russ came out and destroyed me. <laughs> at that, I was at a GLCW show. He's like, I like that segment. I'm gonna bring it down to AW. Yeah, so it was entertaining. There, so when I went down there, the segment was uh, two and a half minutes of me on the promo. Hopefully, not even. That's too long of a promo. Maybe two minutes of me on the microphone. Russ came out. The match was one minute, six seconds. 
but hell. You guys are the new Joe and Punk. Just traveling. What? It is a it is a segment that serves a purpose. Yeah, it's exciting. When you need something to buffer between your your bang bang X Division style match that just tore the place down and ran 18 minutes and you need something to buffer between that and your tag team title match coming up, which is going to be followed by your, you know, last man standing main event for the heavyweight title or whatever. It serves a purpose. Yeah. A segment like that serves a purpose. So how do you go about putting your matches together for when you're on certain spots in the card? Because you've been the world champion of the promotions of a couple, like two, right? Full Frontline and RCCW. At the so, Frontline and RCCW, yep. So when you go to put a main event match together as opposed to putting a match two together, how do you, how do you deviate? It's certainly nerve-wracking to know that <laughs> certainly when I'm not accustomed to doing 15, 20, perhaps more minutes. Of like, in the ring, too. Yeah. And, like, what the hell happens there? Um, really utilizing the in-betweens, the, the pauses, the transitional moments the moments where both guys are just on the cell elongating all of that is crucial. And that's something that I always notice. And I, it bugs me if I see a match in which, you know, we're already on the way to the next sequence. <laughs> when you we're already on the way to the next spot. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much mileage to be gained in the in-between moments. And unfortunately not enough talent really think about it. Certainly in the early days. And it takes probably many, many years to appreciate it more. I think it's because it's fun to do moves. Like it's cool. Arm drags look badass. They just you, do. You, you kind of fall into a trap of thinking that the only way for the audience to be engaged or care is if there's active movement. Which I, I think that's like, MMA's fault or UFC's fault. It could be. There, uh, there's certainly an element to that. Uh, like, and unfortunately, when we're thinking too often about what has to happen in the active movement part of the match, we're completely forgetting about letting the the agony part and the pain resonate. Actually, selling our body parts, letting things simmer, and even for a heel to show pain and vulnerability. That just helps the baby face. Shows that the baby face actually got, you know, got a good one in on you. Actually has you on the ropes. You know, has you, has your armor dented. So what are some of your go-to cutoff spots? Uh, tell Carissa that you'll be done in a few minutes. 
I'm told I'm done in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Honey, I'm told I'm done in a few minutes. Okay. Go-to cutoffs. A cutoff mine is always shoot mine. reverse hard buckle. In mine, in my mind, it has to be, you know, it has to be underhanded. The whole premise is, you know, the baby face shines up and outsmarts me, outwits me, out athletes me to the point where I, as the heel, have grown so frustrated that I need to go to the one place that a, a, a clean baby face would not go, the, the dirty underbelly of competition, getting, playing dirty, unsportsmanlike, cheating. So what specifically, if you get put with somebody at RCCW next, uh, yesterday, <laughs> like two days ago, what would it have been? What would have been like your go-to? This is a new guy you're not familiar with, but you need to just keep it simple. If Just, they, just to give people they, an idea of what it looks like. If they have a nice head of hair, I'm going to utilize hair. Mm-hmm. Shoot reverse hair pull. Yeah, that's mine. One like that. My favorite one. Um, if they have gear that it is able to just get a good handful of or a mm -hmm. waistband, tights or trunks, how can I dirtily utilize the trunks? Uh, you know, the old classic, the Ric Flair style bag off in the corner as the baby face is on the approach, grab the front of their jock and ripcord them into the turnbuckle. Uh, for if I'm looking for something that looks nasty, yeah, heat spot. Crowd, oh, ooh, I like if I can get to a predicament in which the baby face is perched, sitting on the top, you know, sitting on the top buckle, and they try, you know, fight me off with a couple shots or throw a throw a boot to the face. And on their last attempt, when they try to kick, I trap the ankle and I do that yank off thing. So, you know, they mm. they take that whiplash off. Do you do top. it on the buckle or do you do it to the yep. mat? To on the, the buckle. buckle. So it looks like they're yeah. striking the back of their head on the back of the on the turnbuckle. And and then if they have if they're good at it, they, you know, they snap themselves forward to really make the movement look nasty. That's if I want something that looks like ooh damn. That's like the new jack tossing Vic Grimes off the top, right? That's what it kind of would look like in your head ideally. Is yeah. that who it was, Vic Grimes? Yeah, cuz he just bounce 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 was like oh. Um it's just painful. Obviously, uh if if they have the size advantage on me, if it's if it's someone I'm working with that's noticeably larger, and looks like they could outpower me at any turn. I'm definitely going to clip the leg and take and take away the ability to do the power moves, because then that just that's just the essential story of like, damn, he's throwing him around like a sack of flour for those first couple minutes. Chop out his leg, take away his ability to stand up. Well, guess no power moves anymore. Yep. Sorry. And then. So when are you going to get a submission? Because back in the day, all the heels had submissions. 
<laughs> and if you use the figure four, the sharpshooter, the cross face, or sleeper hold, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, Ted said something again. Ted, I agree with you that I've, and I saw someone pose the question on Twitter yesterday, like, uh, I guess as a talent, would you prefer a, a really juicy story that pays off in a, shall we say, lackluster or not, not great match, good, but not great match, or would you prefer not necessarily a great story, but to have like a big barn burner match at the end of the feud. What would you say to that, Nick? So would you like as a talent, would you want a really juicy story that you could sink your teeth into? And then the payoff, eh, the match was could leave something to be desired. I or feel like in that situation, like colder story, ahead. but the mat, the, the payoff match was, you know, firing on all cylinders. In the first um, scenario, I feel a strong story can, you know, even if a match is meh, it, it really helps varnish over some of that. A fan, and it to, as Ted said, as a person in the audience, I think you remember much more a good story. Oh, as a fan, of course. Like even me as a talent, even if I'm not so like you, know, you obviously want to always really deliver strong in the ring, but I would be able to hang my hat or at least be like, you know, I think we had them on board so much on the story, they still got what they desired. Well, not just that, but what if you plan to do all the high spots and go super indie and then the rope breaks? Like you can't really do your spots anymore and you have to focus more on storytelling. So I feel like storytelling is the safer way to go either way. And not just that, but safety in the ring. Like the more moves you do, the more likely you are to get hurt, right? That makes sense if, to me. If, if you're walking into a match with already a heck of a story told, like 80%, 90% of the, the legwork is already done. Yeah. The match doesn't have as much pressure on it to be spectacular. And if, if you can do both, that's cool. I will I'll say one thing I'm really proud of just this year, just finishing up RCCW a couple weeks ago with Skyler Skits. We had a program that I guess initially took its shape last November. We didn't even touch each other physically until April. And we had that one long? match. We had five months of this story cooking. And it was something like he was owed the number one contendership. He won a match last year that granted that to him. I won the title at the end of last year. So the stage was set seemingly going into this year. Like, oh, it's going to be Skits and Coda Jacobs for the RCCW championship. And we, I spent three months basically just weaseling out through various means or like, bureaucratic bureaucratically got the match suspended all the technicalities all the yeah. bells and whistles smoke and mirrors like, right and in, in the first in the first chapter of it 
in the first act, I had the match uh, suspended until further notice, uh, pending a psychiatric evaluation by La- the Lacrosse County Department of Health, saying that Skits was not uh, legally authorized to compete in this county. <laughs> Which one was the one where you had the legitimate uh, RCCW? Uh, it was like a signature thing. Do you remember this one? That was the one. That's what I thought because I signed that. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'll sign it. What's the worst and, that could happen?" But like, I was really proud of how we played all that and that story because, like I said, we didn't even touch each other until the bell actually rang in April. But how far out did you guys plan that stuff? Like, probably November. So it you started worked. thinking about it back then. It yeah. The, the wheels were put in motion in November. Wow. That's, and for that reason, it vividly, and I was really proud of how it ended because I thought we even concluded on a, a strong match. Or maybe it wasn't actually a strong match, quite frankly, but it was a moment. The story was so strong going in and the crowd was so hot for it. It felt like, you know, we were headlining WrestleMania in our, you know, in our own little bubble in that moment. Yeah. You know, if you were actually to like watch the match muted, <laughs> who knows, maybe it's eh, all right, passable, but like just the atmosphere surrounding it made it all that much more special. So on did that they course, end up capitalizing on that? Did they like do a little thing where they like did the package and stuff? Beginning to oh, end? Yeah. yeah. Okay. AC I didn't did a, see it. I'll AC have to look at it. Package for it. Good. I'm glad he did it because he does really cool ones. And that was special. That's definitely the first time I've ever had that done. But I suppose that's one of the rare times that I've had such a such an intricate story that you know there's enough content to or video B-roll yeah. to, to throw a video package together. I mean, what do we all think of is probably one of one of our favorites or one that I can always think is my favorite either. It'd either be rock Austin, WrestleMania 17, that video hype package, or I always love rock Hogan, uh, 18. Yeah, that makes sense. I really enjoyed feel more special. (laughs) I really enjoyed the, uh, 2004 survivor series with Randy Orton and, they did the you got the two axes. packages done alex <laughs> i'll give you two packages you son of a two small packages right we're talking about wrestling i don't recall you making two all i maybe you did i don't know all i remember is the one that played live for the crowd oh and it even played live that's awesome I like that. I agree, Ted. That one was also... Yeah, that is a good storyline. In, in, a, in a match that, on paper, kind of seemed insignificant, like, boy, did it... Oh, it no. Feel, it feel special by the end of it. <laughs> I wanted to see what happened at that match. That match was more important to me than the main event because people were... Because on social media and on the internet, people are like, oh, what happens if Triple H wins, puts himself into the main event, and then main events and wins? Like, 
there were so many different options to go that all made sense. Like, why wouldn't any of these things happen? Alex, I was directly referring to the skits program. You are correct. Uh, For him and him and my match in November. The man remembers his work. When he when when I got the title off of him in November, he also did a an extensive video package on that one too. I think that's what most people are missing is that social media presence. Like uh, Eric at DPW has been really capitalizing on that and it looks really nice, but most people don't care that much about like the little extras that go further, like the in-between we'll say, because they care about the matches and they'll promote the matches, but they don't really promote the people. Mm -hmm. Some people fall into the trap that, uh, Matches just sell themselves, and I don't believe that is an automatic by any means. Just because two names, two written names on a piece of paper sounds like dream match, you know. Yeah, there aren't a lot of dream matches for independent wrestling. No. And with that... Let's put a bow on her, Nicholas. I am low on battery power. It's because you, you have a crappy mean. phone. Yeah, whatever. So I'm looking to go driving soon with you because my girlfriend may or may not be working anymore, and I may be working fuller-ish time, so we will be riding together soon. You have your soon. by now, so you can actually drive the Yes, vehicle. I do have my license now. I drive legally. Legally is the keyword. I think we will <laughs> conclude this interview with one thing, and it's going to be 